Welcome to Emron's podcast, episode number 118. This is your host, Simon Silwal. I'd like to welcome uh, David Toss, Mary Jo Toss, who, where I, I'm, I'm, I'm at their house. Uh, again, our once a, once a year uh, um, visit to, to the Toss's house. And uh, thanks for welcoming me. And today's a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, David, uh, are you going to watch any games? We'll watch the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care one way or the other. Being a being a Dallas old Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> That's what I thought as I was driving. You know, Dallas lost a while back. I think the day when we were doing our uh, the year, end of the year party, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas was playing, and I don't think they did good. But but here here we are in Super Bowl Sunday. Whole world will be watching Super Bowl like an hour and a half or two hours from now. But we're here uh, talking about the Southeastern Trail, some of the favorite things we like to do. <laughs> so we're here. David, um, how was your running yesterday? Uh, we went down to Lake Martin uh, to do the preview run. How was the preview run for you? Well, for me, it went fine. I was uh, just being sure everybody, nobody got lost, so I, I pretty well stayed at the back of the pack all the way around. Um, Unfortunately, the the leaves are really bad right now, so it's going to. I did a little evaluation while I was running that I may spend start Saturday the week before the race working on the trails rather than Sunday. I think like I usually do. It's going to take going to take a while. Yeah, the the back end. Uh, I was there too. Uh, just so so the listener know, I I ran. And one of my fastest uh, <laughs> Lake Martin racing training, and it's been a while. I haven't run that fast in that course. He, he had a couple of very fast people pushing him, and <laughs> yes. uh, we got back to mile 18 at the cabin after running the North Loop, and they were finishing the 25-mile point when we came back in. <laughs> yeah, it's a sub, sub 530. Usually I don't run that, train that fast. I have raced that fast, but I do not train that fast that's unusual for me to go that fast but talking about the course itself i mean course has not changed itself but um with the leaves cover all over it kind of looked different especially the back end that we're talking about the i i started calling the hated seven miles (laughs) it just it's just but it wasn't you know every year to every time i run that race i i did this year i called 99.99 percent accurate I, I i went without a flags could figure out most of the part of course except that last section we when we talked about after we saw snakes i guess that mm-hmm. we may got the losing a little bit and then i just we just got lost a little bit back mm-hmm. there but most of the time we found the trail yeah so. some of it's not some of the trails they don't use a lot mm-hmm. and i noticed that the uh blazes were down on the ground in places and it was absolutely if you didn't know where the trail was you couldn't find it we got off several times oh really i have run that uh i think i've run five times that's I guess 20 i think it was like 30 times or something close to close to 30 of, times you I'm, probably have more laps than i do out <laughs> yes, there. yeah yeah I, I i do guarantee you at that one uh and uh, I could, uh, every time I get to an intersection, I said, I feel a trail, it's somewhere. When I, even if I don't see it, I'm like, we gotta go this way. But I just, it's just my feelings. So it was it was wonderful. Let's talk about Lake Martin. Uh, so what's uh, Lake Martin this year? It's a little one week later than I think usually we used to have, correct? Right. It, it's really up to Russell Lands when we have the event. They look at their schedule and for us, it's just, we're thrilled they're willing to let us come in on their property, which is all private land, and let us run. And uh, fortunately, Stanley, who's over the the entire trail system, 
kind of likes us coming in because we get his trails straightened out for him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to send his crews out to do it. So. Definitely. Uh, and then we'll run the course. And so yesterday we, we had that conversation about it. And that's, that's a prime property out there uh, in you know, Lake Martin, that area. You know, and then having that much of forest there and to run on it um, without like, we didn't think we hardly overlap anywhere on, on that trail, still get that 25 mile lap. You know, this mm-hmm. is wonderful. We were really happy to find it. We, it was kind of accidental. We were coming back from something in the town of Tallahassee, where I lived when I first came back to Alabama. And on the way home, we stopped at the Springhouse restaurant to have sit lunch or dinner. Lunch, and we're sitting up there on the balcony, looking down at all this beautiful property and see all these horse trailers coming in. Mm-hmm. And like 30 horse trailers. And I thought, you know, if there's that many horse trailers coming in, there must be a lot of trails out there. So we went over to the information center and started asking and found out there were over 50 miles of trails. And I thought, oh, so we started, we pursued the event from there. Yeah, that worked out well for us um, since since you have uh, been in that property. Since we started running, you know, there's a lot more people going and, uh, and uh, running that. And um, so we, we like it. Over the years, I've seen the trail changing a little bit as, as well. Some of the newer trail become beat up. <laughs> it's wonderful. Before I forget to mention um, the yesterday's preview run, just I want to thank Kerry Tatum, who, who out there spent his Saturday afternoon crewing us. It's wonderful to have somebody giving up his Saturday. I mean, we all are running. He was just hanging out and <laughs> providing food, and, and it was just, just wonderful. So, so that, that one of the, that's one of the things about if some of you are running at Lake Martin. just want to kind of mention that that's a really cr- a lot of crew access, a lot of access points, and if his family wants to come visit. You know, it's only two aid stations, but, you know, you, people can come back and forth between the, the main station and Heavenly Hill. And I don't know what's, what's, what's the logistic for you, David, but for, as a runner, I see it. It's like so, you know, that loop course has so much access for the crew and family and um, anybody else to kind of watch people running you know well and so many of the hundreds i've done it is either virtually impossible or totally impossible to get to a lot of the aid stations you can't find them because they're out in the middle of nowhere um this one the two aid stations by car are less than two miles apart <laughs> so it's you know you could even though yes. it's an eight mile run it's only two miles to drive over there and it makes it really easy for the crew and family uh to be there to help the runners there they also are welcome to go down to the uh willow point cutoff trailhead at the far north end of the course or the wilson road trailhead at the far south end of the course if mm. they want to so it, it's extremely crew accessible yeah i, I told i told carrie yesterday anytime he wants to crew me <laughs> he doesn't even have an ask just let me know <laughs> he had he had the best load of supplies i've seen lately at an aid station <laughs> yeah like he had more supply than i can expect and uh, yeah, it was just wonderful but definitely um having um having such an access it's it's a lot uh, easier and you know and, and also i was telling talking to the group that i was running with you know you know i exactly what you just mentioned that you know nowhere in this trail you're no more than Two to five miles away from the mm-hmm. the main aid state main aid station, the you know where where we started from, and you know so even though you felt like you were gone forever and yeah. the trails and well one other plus because there's cabin roads that have one or two cabins down at the end of them, them all that cut through in a number of places, you're literally probably never more than half a mile should you 
sprain an ankle or get injured out there. Somebody can drive within half a mile, in most cases, a few hundred yards of where you are mm. if, if you need to get out on an emergency. Yeah. So it's, it has a lot of, lot of advantages. Definitely. Uh, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, they don't like the loop course and this course. But, um, but there's advantage to having such a loop course, especially if you're as a first-time runner, saying, you know, people like me who keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, there's advantage, advantage there. Um, well, and there's you. one other advantage, too, to having just the two aid stations that you keep returning to. Instead of being a lot of basic aid stations at, at a, where it's all strung oh, out, it's a full list. everything's there. You, we have hot food, grills, yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff going all the time. There's always soup. You know, it, it, yeah. there's never a shortage of anything out of them. Yeah. So this year I have requested uh, my Heavenly Hill and a station to put a cot out there just in case I want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was so funny that yesterday I was mentioning to everybody, last time I ran this trail, I was in such a bad condition. <laughs> that was my memory. But um, but definitely with your long cutoff time and, you know, uh, you know, well, you're willing to let the runners finish as long as they're willing to go. That's really helps a lot mm-hmm. of people. So, so definitely, definitely, David, uh, anything new on the, uh, Lake Martin? Um, I made a couple of minor course adjustments uh, after accurately measuring the course as accurately as my GPS watch will measure it. The course was slightly longer than I wanted it by a few hundred yards, so we left one little section off just to get it down really close. So right now we really are at each lap's 25.1 miles exactly. That's about as close as any hundred I know of to the actual distance. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Lake Martin is, uh, what, a month and a half. And so one other thing about, uh, I mentioned that earlier, that uh, it is weak further, but it's an advantage to me because I can train a little bit more. So so for, for you training, you know, it may be get hotter. You just have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, spring will be here, you know, but, but the advantage to most of the runners is that you get one more extra week mm-hmm. of training. The winter has been cold, even in the south. So. Yeah. So today is a wonderful day outside, but, but <laughs> this weekend has been wonderful. Well, we've had some cold, cold yeah. races there too. It's uh, not; it's warm some years, but we've had a couple of years where it had to be close to freezing yeah. overnight. Yes. Yeah, the rain has remember that rain, that, that, rainy, rain. that rainy year. We're like, oh, okay, <laughs> but but anyway, that that's wonderful. I'm looking forward to be out there. I'm still considering coming to run the sixth one, but <laughs> but uh, I've never run a 50 mile there. Maybe I'll have to think about that too. But definitely, uh, I'll be out there. Um, before we move moved on from this subject, uh, let's talk about the Harvard Laws. Uh, the where where we I think we stayed last year. It worked out pretty well. Let's talk about just a little bit the settings and there's there's a couple of things people will have to understand what it is i mean i, I know that you'll have to mention it's a beautiful place so just let's just talk about it. it's very close to start and finish so let's talk about that a little bit David. right uh the russell lands are the property is a ways from a city the closest town is alexander city which is the hotels are around 12 maybe 14 miles so it's a little bit of a drive, but Harbor Lodge is right across what they call Kalijah Bridge at Children's Harbor. It's a mm. beautiful setting that the uh, Russell family built for seriously ill children. They have camps there, and consequently, we're kind of limited in what we can do. I mean, they strictly forbid animals and smoking on the premises, anything like that, because of the purpose of the camp, and Got it's it. free. 
it's any, not free to us. Not free to us, no. <laughs> but it's free to any group that deals with children's cancer, any number of kinds of diseases. So we have to respect their rules. But it's a very pretty setting. The cabins are, cabins are all private. Their pricing structure is a bit odd, but that's the way they price it. We charge exactly to the penny what they charge us. And it, it's just a great place to stay. We have our that's where we have our pre-race meeting. One of our regular runners that's quite fast, uh, Logan Cook, prepares the food. He's a professional caterer. Uh, he's preparing this year a Chipotle-style buffet for the pre-race dinner, and he's also going to be preparing a breakfast before the race early. And so all that's available at Harbor Lodge. We still have, I think we've last time I looked, we have five rooms the best I can figure available. Got we've got we got to save a, a couple of extra because the pricing, like I say, is the way they do. It's weird. So just to be on the safe side, we'll probably keep two or three rooms extra. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yes. Uh, so the Lake Martin, uh, if you are coming coming down, uh, Emerons has a lot of videos, and I think last year I, I had an eighteen minute video or something. I'm going to sort it down a little bit, five make it a five minute video for you to watch it. <laughs> Um, I've generated a lot of content and David has a lot of content about Lake Martin so there's a lot of content I mean we may have to consolidate maybe put on the M runs or put in your website and put them together string them together so people can have a knowledge and especially outer towner who has never seen this course um, it's not flat uh, it's not hilly like I said last year just enough that it'll kill you if you're not careful <laughs> so you know just just have to be uh, just have to manage those hills I think that's what I even yesterday that's what we did managing those hills small tiny hills and it adds up to 3300 uh, 3400 feet elevation per lap so so we just have to manage those it's not a Colorado Colorado mountain it's not a uh, Penhody Hills, <laughs> not pinnacle climb, but <laughs> there are climbs. So. <laughs> so definitely. So let's move on from this topic. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of content out there about Lake Martin. We've been doing for a lot, but this will be a sixth year. So I have generated a lot of content, pictures and videos and podcasts. So so many of those. So um, so you all need to check it out. I'll I'll, I'll uh, try to what do you call it? index together in in a week or so definitely i'll put a link with this podcast release if i'm if i'm able to sometime i'm i'm faster to release the podcast than i'm doing work and i am runs in this days uh let's move on to uh southeastern trail series uh what which year was it when we finished uh, which year is going to we're going to have a next year what what is the year for southeastern trail series How many years is um sixth six? we i think we that's s- it six or it's, seven we started the run for kids in 2011, and I think it was the third year mm-hmm. after that, 11, 12, 13 probably was the first year of the series. So I should just count, go count my jacket, I guess. Yeah, look at your jackets. You, you, you won the, the series every year, I believe. Yeah, the first three years, and then, uh, yeah, the Masters a couple of years this year. I accidentally won that <laughs> because I was not intentionally I was not doing anything. But but like I said to people, like if I show up and if I'm running, you know, you, I'm just not going to just, yeah, I'm just going to run it just the way that I run. <laughs> but let's talk about the Southeastern Trail Series. Then we'll talk about the Blood Rock towards the end. But let's talk about what's what's different, what new, anything anything from, from, from last year to this year. No, this, this year is going to be virtually identical to last year. Uh, starting in April with the 
Tranquility, three and six mile, then the run for kids. It was in May, early May, the end of May is the Memorial Day race. Uh, Mid-July is hotter than hell, and then Ridge to Ridge is the end of August. And this year we have moved Blood Rock back to the end of November. And uh, then we have, of course, the Endless Mile in October and the Boo Run for Down Central Alabama in October. It looks like you have quite a busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for the series itself, um, you, we're going to continue the way you have that, that done the points and everything is going to be the same, correct? Yes. Same. David, for, for the Run for Kids, how do you calculate those points? I think it, it counts per mile per count. I think it's a little different than other races. How, mm-hmm. how do you do that there? We have the two series, the short series and the long series. Well, the short series is the 10K in the Run for Kids. Now, people can run because, let me explain the reason. Uh, we allow people running the short series, if they want to do the 50K or the 12-hour, to run that because, obviously, we charge more. And every dime we take in goes to Camp Smile at Well. It's not Camp Smile a Mile anymore. Now it's just Smile a Mile. But right. most so, people know it as Camp Smile a Miles. So we'd prefer people, rather than sign up for the 10K, to sign up for the 12-hour. But because, obviously, it's not fair when you only get six points for running the 10K. So you're still only, even if you run the 12-hour, you're still only eligible for those six points just to keep it fair. And you're, you're ranked... You know, however you come in in the in the twelve hour is how we calculate the points, yeah. and the uh, long series people can run the fifty k or the twelve hour. But one thing we changed last year is anybody that's in the long series now is automatically in the twelve hour. Right. So, because uh, that gives you the most points most toward points, the full yeah. series. Yeah, in, in the past, uh, we used to have a stage race, and that's where usually I used to flip the coin. But <laughs> <laughs> so I think now, just to, if you're not sure what we're talking about, this is, this is a lot of things involved at the end of the year, the jackets, and people need to understand that, you know, uh, we sometimes we just point counting and try to figure out the series. Mm-hmm. And this is. It's a little different. Uh, if you're not into this, probably you're like, what are they talking? <laughs> what are we talking about? But definitely, uh, uh, that's good to know. Um, let's uh, let's move on to a little bit about uh, uh, Blood Rock. Uh, Blood Rock uh, has changed. What is the reason? Well, there's several reasons I've I've changed the course. One, it was very confusing the way it was. Uh, I don't like using that section around the lake. Uh, we had to make a change last year because the park decided we couldn't use a section of trail that went through the campground we had used previous years the last at the last minute after I marked it. And so by eliminating that and making what previously was kind of a, a big lollipop, a very deformed lollipop, but a big lollipop into an outback section, uh, that puts us back at the start finish at mile 25 instead of mile 18, mm. which um, the, the, basically the, the 25K is going to be exactly the same, except they won't circle the lake. Yeah. The 50K will be when they get back to the start finish, they're already at mile 25, so they go do a seven-mile loop, come back to the end, and they're finished. Then the 50 and 100-mile Except for heading out around the lake, it'll be almost exactly the same as it has been in the past. Uh, so, it, do you still climb climb the climb the power line? Oh, no, yes. Okay. 
everything else on the course is still the same. You'll only go to Peavine at the top of the power line climb. You go to the Peavine Falls Aid Station, and then you come back down and go up the Blood Rock Trail and return to the Peavine Aid Station. Same, same way that we had in the past. Just exactly like it was last year. And from there, you'll uh, head back to the finish. There may be a little new section on the way back to the finish, but it'll be very short. So you, the first part of Blood Rock is a difficult part we talked about. You, you go, do we going back on, on the, the Barkley Hill, going up in the Barkley and coming down the Barkley Hill? Is that what? Yes. what? Okay. Totally out back from, from the North Trailhead. You go all the make a huge loop uh-huh. and come back to the aid station at the North Trailhead. Then you'll turn around and go back. And that's approximately 6,000 feet. I think it's 6,000 feet of elevation gain at mile 25. That's pretty steep. (laughs) (laughs) The total total is going to be somewhere, I've I've still got to go do the the second section and measure it, which I'll probably do next week. Uh, It's probably going to be around 26 to 7 to 28,000 feet of elevation gain. Mm, not bad. And what for a hundred mile or a fifty mile? For the hundred. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> not the. <laughs> the only thing that's that bad is uh, the Barkley marathons that I know of. <laughs> so definitely. Uh, so the time also we're talking about also the time and the year when we had this race has changed as well. Um, I think we went from December to September to November. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's like a week before it was in December, so it's. Or I guess it's two weeks. Well, depending on what you're talking about, we had the you know that year yeah. Blood Rock was split up on two weekends. Yeah. But um, yeah, this next year I'm going to look at race schedules and if we can move it back a week. I just want to keep it away from Christmas. You know, it, when you get into December, yeah, it starts interfering with everybody's Christmas, including ours. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we want to stay close to the to the year end. I mean, the the end of November or the early part of December. December. Yeah. So, that's 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 fair. That's fair now. Definitely, um, yeah, having um, a little bit cooler weather, I think it will help water runners. Um, this, Hope we don't have snow again. Yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful. I still it keep was. I still keep that photo from um, from that year. That's yes. one of my prettiest run I have ever done in mm-hmm. Oak Mountain. So I was like, you know, I've I've never run a snow and beautiful yeah, trail. That, that was a once in a lifetime. <laughs> event it just yeah. it doesn't snow here that early in the year but uh and that i've got one other reason for the change and it's a real shot in the dark but i would like for this race to eventually be a hard rock qualifier mm. and you know they have to decide first of all that they need another qualifier in this part of the country but um i have contacted dale garland the race director and he he knows me from all the years I spent out there uh, to get in Hard Rock, and so you know at least they know we have the race here now. Definitely, so. definitely. So what is what is the talk about that? What is the qualifying? Uh, you know, for them, what is the qualifying requirement for the Hard Rock? Um, I think what they're looking for, based on what I have talked to other people about, is a race that if if you finish this race you can finish Hard Rock because mm-hmm. some of the races they've had in as qualifiers in the past, and one of them was the Level 100, which Penhody's is hardest level right here. And they're not 
good qualifiers because hard rock's tough. I mean, five mile to ten mile climbs <laughs> where you go up and up and up. That's tough. And conditions, uh, snow fields. I mean, literally stuff that a fall would kill you. Wow. And you know, so it's a totally different environment. We don't have any of that here. You could you could kill yourself, but you'd have to try here or there. <laughs> An error can do it. But um, it, it's a race that they feel like if you can finish that race, you can finish Hard Rock. Like right now, Cruel Jewel is a qualifier. Cruel, okay. And I can pretty well guarantee you, if you can finish Cruel Jewel, you can finish Hard Rock. So uh. um, you know, it's just. All I want is a shot at it if they decide to do another one. So um, that's why, it, it, you know, you have to have, also have to have a lot of elevation gain. and uh, It's hard to get, hard to get an elevation gain here. With it's a, tough, yes. With a 600 feet uh, mountain that we have. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you go over the backside down, come back up, go back down. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the only yes. way you can get it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, so what, what, what we are saying here is just the Oak Mountain. That you know, if you look at most of the places, it's only 600 feet of elevation gain and one climb. So just the listener to know, we mm-hmm. it's a small mountain, and then David have figure out how to make it uh, uh, Everest out of the. <laughs> one thing I can tell you though about Oak Mountain compared to the tr- trails at in Hard Rock, there's nothing as difficult in Hard Rock as some of the trails out here because there's a lot most of the majority of the hard rock trails uh you don't run up but heading down you know you can run down most of them okay and whereas out here uh i mean the the trails just a lot more these trails are brutal yeah and they're they'll beat you up a lot quicker uh than most of the trails at hard rock uh i mean out here you can hardly run some of the flat stuff. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, definitely. So t- tell me about uh, so a little switching the, this topic here. Uh, we can talk a little bit more. A lot of newcomers uh, coming to 100 Miler this year. You know, We'll have a new classes, 2019 classes of 100 Miler, Blood Rock to Lake Martin, any other races, uh, 100 Miler. Uh, tell us uh, what kind of things uh, you know you have experienced. I have experienced. Uh, I guess our experience are different. What kind of things they need to start looking at for them to get ready to finish a hundred miler? Well, our series is a great way to start, yes. and uh, that's kind of the way we set it up. Starting easy at the beginning of the year, and each race is harder, more elevation gain, and more distance and heat, of course, through the summer and. That's a great way to do it. Um, one other plus of running this is because of people like Suman that have run a bunch of hundreds, we have a lot of runners that have done a lot of hundreds. And it's a great resource. Just go talk to them. I mean, I've never encountered a, uh, an ultra runner that wasn't happy to give you all their knowledge if you, if you want to listen to them. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I give more than you need to. <laughs> But definitely, uh, yeah, yesterday I was talking to Chad. Um, you know, we were talking about you know, how to tackle Lake Martin after 25 miles. He said, I'm beaten up. Um, you know, how, how can I go next 75 miles? I said, if you will, and you, keep, you will keep going. You know, just mm-hmm. need to. One of the things I was suggesting to him is if you run this fast on the race, just slow down next lap. You know, just give yourself some time and just breathe in the room, eat more food and sit down and I mean, I have done several different ways at Lake Martin. It's just, 
my best one is still the first one. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I still have not able to beat that time anytime, anywhere. Maybe, maybe with the, all the hard training I'm doing this year. Well, and that was the hardest one. Yes. I mean, all that rain. All the rain oh. and the mud. I was explaining to everybody yesterday how the mud and rain. and Yeah. And this, this, Three inches of rain two hours before the race and, the hour, and an hour into the race. Yes. It was. Since then, I have not able to perform the way I want to perform. But, but one of the things, yeah, so, so what I was trying to see, and we'll talk about that after this race and after Lake Martin, um, to see if the training is, is what was the X factor that, you know, I look at my record last year, I ran 188 miles in January, 100 miles in February, probably ran about 20, 50 miles. So I showed up with running a leg more, no more than 250 miles <laughs> training, you know, that's, then you know what happened, I almost had to drop out. And that would have been tragedy if I would have to drop out, but which is okay with me, but still, you know, I continue on. But uh, this year I already logged 200 miles or already logged all the miles before I showed up to <laughs> Lake Martin. So my, my goal is, so my goal is to log about 500 miles before I line up. And like I said, it's my advantage. Remember I said that earlier, it's my advantage to have a, that race a little bit farther in the calendar because then I can run more. I think that's training is uh, really, we, we have to put the training a little seriously at the 100 mile. I've never been as serious about training as this now. I mean, the first time when I did it, I was doing a lot of training. I was just running 50, but I, I, was, I had a lot of training and races, and I haven't trained since then like mm-hmm. that. So we'll see. We'll find out yeah. <laughs> what yeah. we have. Well, I mean, we have six, seven <laughs> weeks left. So, <laughs> As I recall, over the last couple of years, you had a, had some other commitments to deal with, such yeah. as the, the PhD, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, things yes. like that. <laughs> yeah, I spend. Uh, I remember one year I spent the whole so like a day like today. I'll, I'll a weekend like today. I'll be spending inside and just craving to go outside. You know, and back. So, so I haven't had a commitment. I think that's. I think that's the main part of the commitment and the willingness to get out. You know, I had a. I, I, I had like a. Uh, we call it character building. My mind. Twenty nineteen has been all about character building through <laughs> running. So. <laughs> Waking up at five o'clock and four o'clock in the morning and run at five o'clock <laughs> in dark and cold, so cold. Uh-huh. and raining and it oh, just. Mary yeah, Jo, you. Definitely so we'll see how that will all pan out. You know, so we talk about sacrificing. I'll talk about yeah. things that that we do. But but that's what I, from my point of view, is as um, if you're training for a hundred, just you got to put miles. And mm-hmm. if you show up, I mean, you will uh, leg more and probably you'll finish. And you know. If you have don't have urge to get to your car, because you'll see the car and you will have urge. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't quit at mile fifty, that's what I usually tell people: do not quit at fifty. Um, then you'll you'll do fine. But but even any races, um, but but the training, I think I'm more serious about training this year than I haven't been in for for a long time. I guess I take a different approach. Um, Partly because of time over the years, because I owned a business and worked more hours than any human probably should work. I didn't have time to train like other people. And I would do, I I got in a habit of doing one hard weekend run. And if I got in another run doing the week, that was great. That was extra. Mm. And and when I started running hundreds, I wasn't doing a lot more than that. I mean, I obviously had to up my mileage, but I still. I'd go out and do an eight-hour weekend run, mm. and uh, usually a lot of hill repeats, and then at least try to get in one occasionally two short. Now they're neighborhood runs right here in my neighborhood, mm. not even trail runs, but that's still pretty much what I do. 
And the downside is I don't go fast, but it's enough to get to the end. You just have to, you have to start. And this is really a good idea on everybody's first hundred. Start out at a pace you absolutely feel like you're crawling and stay, you know, fast enough to be sure and make the cutoffs. But um, just go out knowing, and it kind of feels like that anyway, because you're going so slow compared to what you normally train. What you used to. You feel like you're just sitting still. And, you know, you watch all these guys go flying off in the distance. And uh, it's kind of been my experience that a lot of them, along about mile 35 or 40, you'll come into an aid station and they're sitting there. Heads down. (laughs) Throwing up in a daze, like, let me out of here. You know, it's just, you don't start, you just can't start too fast. You've got to take it easy in the beginning. Yeah, for me personally, I have done uh, both. Start, I mean, many. I mean, it was five years of running Lake Martin, been Hody twice. I've done both, like, you know, start fast and, and die later. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I, uh, sometime, and sometime I have done slow start, like what you said. Mm-hmm. And for my problems, I think I get tired. Mm-hmm. Regardless how many miles and how fast and what I'm doing, I just get tired. You're still going to be... Yeah, it's going to be a struggle at the in, end. At that's the just, end, or, or even in the middle. I mm-hmm. think that's my problem is more towards the middle. I mean, last year when I ran, after I slept for a couple of hours, when I woke up, I ran as fast as I ran my mm-hmm. second lap. Really? So, so well, that, it, yes, even with all, yes. all the stuff I, I had going, uh, because <laughs> I, I got my rest. And, 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 uh, and that's something... That's something I, I learned. And over the years, as you run for the first time, or if you run, run through these things, you'll figure out how, what your body can handle. Once you finish like a hard race like uh, Jules or some of, some of these races, you realize that the way you're quitting in the past was nothing versus how, what you just went through it. Just, mm-hmm. this, yeah, the quitting is so easy. I mean, you just, oh, bet, bets are calling, 2 o'clock in the morning, you pass, I mean, you know, even Lake Martin, we several times we passed through this greenhouse, that's what I was telling them, <laughs> <laughs> next to that greenhouse and the lake and their lights are on and you're cold and miserable, tired. You want to go home. <laughs> I mean, myself, I've said myself, like, I don't want to be here, but I know what's, what's in stake. Yeah. So. I mean, if you sign up and... I mean, you know, if you're willing to do it, for me, it's you've got to do it. Give your body a chance to finish. I think that's what I said. And it's, we did engineer aid station at Hard Rock one year, Barry Joe and I, and we had several people come in, get in a, it's like an emergency sleeping bag, mm-hmm. and take a nap. Uh-huh. And this is at mile 52, or about 50, about 50, anyway, halfway through Hard Rock, at the top of the largest climb in the race, and... They just come there and take a nap. Get up an hour or so later, and they're gone. And as far as I know, I know the one guy that we kind of knew finished well ahead of the cutoff even at that, and I'm sure he went faster and felt better after that nap. It's hundreds of things you actually can sit down and take a nap in the middle of. Yeah, yeah. that's what I tried last mm-hmm. year. I don't know if you saw me at the yeah. A station. I was trying yeah. to sleep, and I just all the noise <laughs> going on. I just I sh- I should have slept the way I sh- not uncomfortably in chair. I should have just like what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Have a sleeping bag. So that's one of them. I drop bag, drop stuff, and and the and the main aid station, the cabin aid station will be a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I feel like sleeping, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a pillow and sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. 
it's well, then we've got that room over on the other yeah, side of where no, we I, I don't want to go be, in there. I don't want to be too far because then oh, I don't well. want to sleep all night. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'll have a alarm going, and I have I have an idea, general idea how I want to do it. I may practice a little bit, and I have done done a couple of those, like just wake up in the middle of the night and just start moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to train, but I know that when my body is just shutting down, I just let it shut down. I will mm-hmm. only do it at the main A station. I, even though I joked about having that <laughs> cot well, at the probably is a good idea to have a cot. Yeah, yeah. So but especially if you have a family member there to be sure you get up on time. Or the A station volunteer, yeah. we just tell yeah. them our bus. Of course, you can't <laughs> trust them. Yeah, they're like, oh, let them sleep. <laughs> we'll have the best intentions, but if something falls apart in the middle of the race, we like, yeah, we'll no. come back two hours later. Oh no, <laughs> get zooming up. We, yeah. you know, there's another side of that too. That, and I did this. In Penhody, you have to calculate how much time you lose if you spend five or seven minutes at every aid station. And it really builds up. And I now, I never sit down at an aid station unless there's a drop bag there. I get something to eat and I go. And I eat on the way. I don't eat at the aid station. And if there's a drop bag, I'll then sit down just long enough to go through it and then go. And... Not uh, like a cruel jewel last year when I got to the turnaround, I did sit there for a while at that turnaround, but not long. not long because I knew I if I st- sat there I wouldn't get up and go. And the first Penhody, uh when I got to Adams Gap, that had no it been nothing hot all the way. It was a very mm. cold night that first year, and they had a huge fire going, mm. and they had hot soup. Wow! And I sat down by the fire, and I'm looking up that gravel road into the dark. <laughs> think of how cold it is and I'm sitting there in front of that warm fire and I sat there about 20 minutes and I finally realized if I don't get up and go I'm not going to go and that motivated me to get up and then I was fine once I was yeah. going but it's very easy to lose a whole lot of time at aid stations if you don't stay on topic of your schedule and get out of there definitely uh, I have seen a lot of people um, you know when they have 18, 28 station you know however many People spend, you know, like you said, every station, five minutes can count here, two minutes counts there, you know, suddenly, I mean, that year, one year, I went the rainy year, uh-huh. the year that it rained, I think I calculated like a roundabout time, the amount of time I spent to change the clothes because I was cold, it was mm-hmm. raining all the all yeah. night, correct? I, I, I want to stay dry, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I changed the clothes, and so every... <laughs> Like 10, 15 minutes. I think I, I, I spent like hour, hour and a half just changing clothes. Really? <laughs> just like, you know, because I stopped, changed, fine. Got to go through my, my you know, my packets. It's like every aid station. I, every time I come, I started changing. That's just, I didn't have, at the end, I didn't have enough clothes to change. Yeah. But, but still, that's the time, time spent that's, doing yeah. doing things that really doesn't count anything. I mean, if you were just sleeping, then, you know, that probably yeah. would count better. And just you know, just sitting around. You know, even last year, I, if I if I would have slept a couple of times when I was just trying to sleep, or just in a, you know, I was in a, in, a, in a position that's like you know, I was like trying to sleep in a, in a chair, it just didn't work. But one thing for sure, I don't want to, I don't want the listener to get it wrong. And if you're a new one, new listener, and, and new what do you call first time hundred mile, I don't want you to think that just sleeping will help everybody. It does not. And some some like what David said. Some people. Go to sleep. They will never get up. They cannot move. Their body cannot move. Their mind doesn't move, and you're done. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the risk you take. Last year, I was willing to take that risk because I had only two choices: sleep and see what happens, 
or quit. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to quit. Right. Even you know, I saw you, Mary Jo, and oh, then yeah. you you told me this that'll be next year. I said, "No, nah, I got to go take a nap." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody doubted whether I'll wake up or not and go. So, but. well, and um, you know, I I never sleep in hundreds. I've never even at Cruel Jewel taking me forty four hours to finish. I never slept, and uh, it's just, it's not necessary. I, yeah. I, I I tend not to need a lot of sleep and things like that. I get. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you get keyed up and you just go. And same thing at races. I rarely sleep mm-hmm. at a race. Uh, now the the exception is uh, since I started doing these timed events, mm. like Endless Mile. A lot of times that second Saturday night, that second you know the second night of the race on Saturday night, I'll sit down and sleep for an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, it's just partly because I go, I haven't learned to pace myself in those things. I've got to work on that. But uh, uh, it, it it does. You'll sleep an hour, wake up, and it's like hmm, I feel good again. <laughs> so it works. Definitely, it it, it does work uh, uh, for some. And and I'm telling you, most of the people I have talked, it doesn't work. So just be cautious about that. Um, you know, I'm I'm experienced. 100 mile or ultra runner now my body knows this kind of thing some of you may not so this kind of costs us let me say one thing about finishing a hundred miler it is probably the most satisfying thing you will ever do because i mean you get there and everybody's excited for you and uh you're thinking, I just ran 100 miles, <laughs> and it really is. I mean, it is just it's one of the neatest things, especially especially true if there's somebody there like Mary Jo to, you know, to is cheering you along and all. It makes you, you know, it's just it's one of the neatest experiences, and it makes all the pain worth it. Yeah, and um, joy of holding that 100-mile buckle, Absolutely. which I have five of the Lake Martin uh-huh. uh, is much different than not holding <laughs> and, and sleeping that extra because you just decided <laughs> to quit. So that's, uh, like I said, unless it's medical, you know, you're you're dangling your feet and then you cannot move or you something happened. You know, just because you're tired, you should not go home. Unlike a Forrest Gump said, I'm tired, I want to go home. You know, after <laughs> running it. <laughs> Running like cross, you'd run three years too. <laughs> yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so it, it is not going to work if you uh, if you are just just tired. I mean, we all get tired, we all get cranky. We, I mean, last year suffering was in a way, you know, it was scary at one point because I was puking all over the place. But at the same time, I learned that just I was puking, not eating. I just can't. I I'm able to go forward. Just enough in nutrition I put in my body. Um, when Todd Todd Henderson paced me, he forced me to drink uh, a Coca-Cola. So he mentioned that it is a super electrolyte because it has a caffeine, nutrition, and everything that you're looking for. So so he forced me to you know I'm I still I still not able to hold those, but but I continued on. I think most people, in most cases, people would have dropped mm-hmm. at that time. I mean, and I, I guarantee you. But uh, yeah, yeah, because especially you know people like us, I'm almost finishing back of the mm-hmm. <laughs> back of the pack. You know, it's, I'm not winning. I'm not doing anything. I just want to finish it. The people who quit um, long, long before. But uh, there, there I was uh, trying to figure it out. That's part of running hundred. Uh, that's part of trying to figure out who you are. You know, 
can you defeat that adversity that you're facing? As a modern in life in America, we don't face those kind of things. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we don't never. You know, you know what is the hard part for in our life these days? You know, so it's nothing what you face in that thirty hours. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing to you know talk about the nutrition and to work on during your training runs, especially the long training runs. I used to take a variety of things. I would take Mm -hmm. sandwiches. I would take uh, boosts. I would take all kinds of different goos and stuff. And I would come back to my car maybe every third hour and trade out, get some other stuff, and find out what worked for me, what didn't make me sick, what did, um, what I found out, if it looks good, I can eat it. If it doesn't look good, don't touch it. <laughs> and and it, and it works. Now, you know, a lot of times, you, you, I don't think I've ever run 100. At some point, I didn't start getting sick at my stomach. And Cokes, uh, ginger ale, and Sprite, all three, all three. They, they work. It's amazing what they can do. But you just got to, you have to experiment. Yeah, ginger ale is something I, I don't, uh, don't try them often enough. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about ginger ale. I need to try it, to have it at home, have it in training, um, some of the long distance training I'm about to do. Uh, I want to try some of those. But Any kind of ginger product. Ginger product. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I mean, these days I just start chewing just ginger, uh, ginger, just, just ginger fresh, fresh ginger. Oh. are great. I've never tried yeah. just the fresh. fresh yeah, I, I, we, we have it all the time when I cook my curry. You know, oh, okay. All of us have those. Yeah. Have you, this, do you ever just chew it by itself? Yeah, I, I start doing that Is too. Is it really, really hot? No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just ginger. I mean, I've been, I'm used to, every, all my life, I'm used to eating yeah. ginger. I love know? the taste of it. I'd like to try some of that sometime. I don't really like ginger. I don't like those ginger chews. Mm. I do. But when I start getting sick, <laughs> I guarantee you, it goes in the mouth, and yeah. five minutes later, I feel better. I mean, yeah, I, it's amazing how quickly it works. I, I tried it last year. I, I, I kept on asking you, Mary Jo, and, and you, because... I mean, after 40 miles, that was, I was, you know, 60 miles of suffering, but, but there's a story to tell about that. But definitely, uh, we talked about uh, training-wise, I think briefly I mentioned earlier, uh, you, you talked about training-wise, uh, what kind of training you look at uh, for a first-timer or veterans like me trying to, trying to go a course, do you have to match the course that, that you may be running? Like if somebody come in from Georgia or something like that, they want to run here or, or Mississippi, mm-hmm. should they find a trail or trail similar to Lake Martin or even the, even the Blood Rock course type of thing? Mm-hmm. Do you think they need to match it like that or just training on a trail is sufficient enough? Well, trails, any trail helps better than running down a road, I guess, because you have teaches you that if you don't watch your stepping, you're going to crash because uh, you've got to pay attention on trails. But the general rule is try to train on what you're going to be running on mm. and try to train for the conditions. If you're running something like the race where it rains all the time, be sure you run in the rain. Find out what clothing works, stuff like that. If it's going to be cold, then, you know, if you live in Alabama, all you can do is run in the winter. You know, it's a summer <laughs> race. You don't have an option there. But uh, if it's a like to get ready to run hard rock or uh, I really like races out west in the mountains and I go out to Oak Mountain and I do hill repeats I mean that's the only thing you can do but, but for, for out west you, you don't have that elevation you know those mm-hmm. those um, you know, so. Go out and spend five or six hours going up and down the mountain, and you know that's, that that does it. That works. That's the best you could do. You mm-hmm. can do it in that case, definitely. It's not exciting, but 
I'm, I'm not a hell repeat. I, I'm not. I feel like I'm not, I'm not a repeat, the short repeat person. I don't like short repeating. You know. Well, and that's one thing. Now I'm going to start doing my training on the new blood on the blood rock course because I, I I blew it all off the backcountry part, okay, so. so it's all clean now. And you know that's you can do a what would that be twelve probably eleven miles starting at the North Trailhead if you just do one loop and come back down. If so, you go so, back, it's twenty. It'd be about twenty miles. So it's about ten miles and twenty miles. That'd be interesting to see just how many. What's the elevation for for just for that section? It should be three thousand feet each way. Each way. So you get mm-hmm. six thousand rough about. Yeah, know, which is the same. You know what I used to do on the when I was doing hill repeats was average 600 feet per hill repeat so you know you'd so, so, so the, <laughs> I, I like those kind of course uh, mm-hmm. David uh, because instead of doing one hill over and over I got like several mountains and in the terrains yeah. you know terrains is is what what I think that's why I like like I used to have that God Hill course you know then then I need to may have to modify a little bit but but what I'm saying getting more terrains in it rather just in one hill because mm-hmm. then your your body's like oh that stone and that i mean your body gets used to mm-hmm. certain things it's now you're talking like this this thing you're talking about you know you go one way three thousand coming in and then you same terrain but a little different mm-hmm. you know while back the same terrain but when you're coming down is different from when you go right up, you know sure. and also if you've got like uh I keep going back to hard rock but it's true for the most of the races in Colorado that I've run or in Utah, there's a lot of road sections because once you come over the pass, mm. you generally get on old mining roads going down. Right. Well, that's different than running down like out here where you're hopping rock to rock. Got it. Because then you're back, you know, in a steady, more of a steady cadence and you can destroy your quads in a hurry running down a mountain mining road <laughs> <laughs> before you realize it just because... It, it's more like road running. You just go and you go, and it may be it may be five miles or six miles down this road till you get to the bottom, mm. and you get down there and it's like, whoa, this I hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, David. That's a really deep ultra talk. Uh, if you're my road running friends uh, listening to us, they're like, uh, this is two ultra people <laughs> going about going on. You know, you know just uh, ultra distance running is a uh, is a totally different from the road running. Um, I do both. I'm a road runner by by heart, I guess, or, or trail runner by heart. My heart is in the both ways uh, because I run road trail, anything in between. As long as you tell me it's running, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all for a treadmill. I do some of my trainings are, are treadmill as well. For I mean, in last month I logged 200. 204 miles and 15 percent of that was on the treadmill so oh, really? so, so that's so because uh the reason why it is is a treadmill will give you that the consistent pace mm-hmm. the cadence that i talked about like like how you want to consistently cadence because the consistency is not there in the road or even in the trail sometimes you just want to move your body in consistent pace so so those are some of the techniques i'm using i can talk to in a different different podcast but I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that the reason what i'm saying is i'm hoping all this different thing i'm doing would help me at the end to perform better not show up at mile 75 and almost like <laughs> ready to quit <laughs> but it'll get you there the yeah. last 25 you can yeah get I mean, through, yeah but fight but, through that but still the training the varieties of training i'm not just doing one training one style of training i'm doing road trail treadmill all those mixing you know so see where i land you know 
you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, I'm still running Mercedes. This will be my 10th year to run it, so uh, I don't, don't do it every year, but most years. So I, I get out there on the road some, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I love road. Uh, I paced uh, Miami last week. Uh, I, was, I was at Miami at this time last, last week. Last <laughs> weekend. Nice and warm. Nice and warm and humid. <laughs> and um, it's the, 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 the Monday after uh, marathon, it was very same weather. It was a little cold and windy. Mm-hmm. So, so Miami... People in Miami was all bundled up, but yeah, it's cold in Miami. <laughs> yeah, 50 degrees. Yeah, it was cold. I'm, and uh, but but I'll be I'll be pacing a uh, Mercedes, so mm-hmm. four thirty group. So I'm looking forward to to do that. And and the nice thing about what I do is I mix up the training and racing and you know pacing, racing, whatever I do, and then from there I build miles. So next week, this week I did 63 miles, end up doing 63 miles. Next week's like 40 miles a week, very light week, 35 to 40 miles. And then week after, I'll probably run 80 miles. So you just mix that up, you know, 70 to 80 miles, 60 uh, miles. Have, the most I've done is 60. 80 miles a week. I, I got up to 80 miles once back when I first started running. And I started upping my mileage. And all of a sudden, everything's ankles knees hips everything Ever. started hurting i'm like i can't do this and that that's the last time i've ever tried to get up any kind of high mileage but this this won't be 80 miles maybe maybe stretch for me 70 miles probably doable um just it'll be it won't be nothing will be fast everything's kind of log those miles mm-hmm. keep logging. Yeah, okay. so, so, so this is a preparation that i'm trying yeah. to do to see was it was it me getting old was it training <laughs> what was that happened last year and ever since i have not able to run 100 and i don't have a cars and my family don't want me to run because what they saw that day they don't want me to repeat so the only way not to repeat pack it up the training and be a different and if that helps i'm all for it mm-hmm. you see what i mean uh, so yeah. all runners have sometimes when they aren't running their top performance but it happens to everybody. Yeah, but it happened for too long, too much for me. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's just so you had a long break there where you weren't running hard. Yes, I haven't run hard. I mean, see, the Pinhoti was pretty bad, and then what? However, months later, Lake Martin was worse. So, so when when family sees those two two and two back to back races, they're like, <laughs> and then then I went through a lot of medical tests uh, mm-hmm. after that. Um, and they cannot find anything on me, but but then I was like, it's my training. I need to up this training and get to the level that, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I, my training was down for for a while. So see if it'll help. If nothing helps, then you know we'll we'll take a different route. But I have to give myself a chance. That's, so you're gonna do Lake Martin. What else are you gonna do next year? What other hundreds? Uh, nothing in plan right now. I just wanted to like I just wanted to do Lake Martin. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the only thing. I have nothing other planned at mm-hmm. this time. Um, not even Penhody, not even any hundred race. Blood Rock uh, is <laughs> <laughs> too, yeah, yeah. Blood Rock is too far, and uh, uh, till and we'll see. I've, I'm going to be out of country. I may have to go to Nepal. I may not have enough time to train for Blood Rock. I could train in Nepal, but then again, you know, then then you I'll need to take advantage let's of see that what, elevation. What, <laughs> what race was it? Was it the stage race you went to Nepal to train for? Yeah, the one of the ridge one, to ridge. One, one of those. One of the tranquility race. I, I went to Nepal and trained for. <laughs> okay. And I show up and I ran so fast till yeah, uh, till so mile just... twenty two twenty five. I was first overall for a long time. <laughs> it helped, uh, but but then my airline 
mind uh, whatever the jet lag kicked in. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, not this year, in the future, maybe Blood Rock, but, but right now I'm just trying to figure out where do I stand in mm-hmm. all my running, road running, trail running, everywhere else, and say, where do I stand? So, so that's where I am in the States. But looking forward to start another year of uh, Southeastern Trail Series and taking pictures. And I love uh, one of the things I just want to mention. Uh, a lot of you um, see me starting to last. Um, it's becoming a habit now. I loved it. I take your pictures. I start last. I, I run with almost the whole field as much as possible. <laughs> you know, just even though I may start last, I don't finish last. But yeah. it's, it gives me opportunity just to say hello to everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't feel that I'm passing you. Don't feel anything because it's just the style of running I'm doing. I'm just. It's not that I'm giving you heads up or I'm just. I'm better than you. I just like taking pictures, and then once I take pictures, if my even my when my girls are taking pictures, I still be there and finish start the last guy. Well, and that's one thing that everybody that runs our races loves is that M runs, marathon runs, posts. 200, 300, 400, sometimes 500 <laughs> photographs yeah. of the runners at races, and they can go through and and get their picture, and so it's really great. I don't know if any other yeah. runs anywhere except the ones that Suman is out there yeah. photographing that do that. I have put a Smug Mug account out there, so I'll upload some of those pictures for downloading, easy downloads. Uh, a lot of time you ask me for pictures and then and then it's it's in my hard drive or backup or somewhere mm-hmm. it's hard to find but definitely i'll try to see if i can have access more like a like high quality high resolution pictures out there yeah. i need i need uh three or four good ones from the run yesterday especially the one at the start because that's the best cry we ended up with at one point i think 23 or 24 just at a preview run and because we had some some late comers to the to the run that wow. dropped in in the middle, and uh, so I, I want to put together a, a video. Definitely. But thanks for your time. Um, this is really fun to be here, and the game Super Bowl is about to start in one hour. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to start uh, having party. We drink a little bit of beer already uh, before we close. Uh, David, Mary Jo, you guys have any words of advice, words of wisdom before we close this podcast? I think you've given plenty of words of advice and encouragement. We're yeah. just looking forward to the next season. Yep, definitely. Season. Definitely. We, we've actually, no, that's not the pot. Mary Jo this morning was making the Santa Fe soup that okay. we serve at uh, Lake Martin. So she's already started. Starting early. That's good. That's always just like just like we're training. Thank goodness for freezers. Yeah, yeah. We Thank go through a lot of soup. I mean, just like we're starting early for our training. You're yes. just starting your preparation early for. for cooking, yeah. yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks to both of you inviting you. me, and uh, we'll we'll it was we'll, we'll see each other uh, in the race <laughs> coming up. Uh, yeah. Because, because you know next weekend, and and then and then we'll just see each other so thanks for your time it was great it was fun thank you bye thanks for listening to another episode of emrun's podcast please visit emrun's.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes links to our social media channels get race photos get discount codes and more